Welcome back to Servant Sonic. Uh, here with a very special guest, award-winning musician. Uh, it's true, man. It's true. You've <laughs> you've won awards for your music. I've 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 gotten awards. Yeah, I've gotten, <laughs> you have. You, you know got what? nominated for tons too. Yeah, I got nominated for for you know what. I, not I think I don't know if I've ever gotten um an award for music directly. I think it's been I've gotten awards for video stuff. Right. And right. then like nominated for like a lot of music things. But totally. Yeah. Um unless I'm missing something, but I, I don't think I've won any music things yet, really. But <laughs> hopefully, say. hopefully soon. We'll I see. mean, I, I declare like uh being on the Polaris like shortlist and longlist like award winning because like those I was longlisted so I have never been shortlisted yeah well you were longlisted for uh, your most recent full length right is that right um, or is it two full lengths ago now I I've been longlisted every year for the past like every time I've dropped a project since like maybe twenty seventeen ish I've been longlisted but I haven't I, I haven't cracked shortlist yet. Yeah, I mean, it's coming, man. It's coming. But anyways, Claremont II, we didn't even say the name. We just went on about the awards. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Claremont II, Toronto-based rapper. Thank you so much for joining us oh, thanks for um, on Servin. Uh, I got to ask something uh, about Toronto artists that I'm always interested to know. What is the coolest neighborhood in Toronto? The coolest neighborhood in Toronto. I mean, I just I have to say Weston because yeah. that's where I'm from. Like, I mean, yeah, you bring it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not allowed to say anything else. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and that's fair no disrespect enough. to anywhere else, but I'm not allowed yeah. to. <laughs> Is that where? So where are you right now? Is like this Weston. your like home studio? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just nice. I'm locked up, cooped up. You know, uh, yeah. Cooking the next thing. I'm cooking a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stuff I'm cooking for sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Well, that's a, that's a great place to start because I am, um, I'm excited by uh, stuff kind of down the pipeline. And literally, just like 30 minutes ago, you posted on your Instagram, just a little number five. And I wonder, is that fifth studio album? Is that what that means? What no, are we talking no, no, about here? no, no, no. That's uh, that's more personal. That's more okay. personal. But like, um, that number has been kind of popping up a lot different things for me lately so yeah just kind of acknowledging it but um yeah that's a personal thing and just shared it but it it, it being me it'll find its way into something yeah for sure it'll find yeah. its way that's cool that's cool yeah. is there like do you uh do that a lot like do you manifest things for yourself and absolutely like, put yeah. that st self up stuff out to try and uh see it like actually kind of like come to fruition in your life i mean yeah, like, <clears throat> I'm definitely a big believer of, of manifesting and, and speaking things into existence. And, um, but also just like, I'm also a big believer in just doing things and just, yeah. just doing them. And, um, sometimes they turn into something, sometimes they don't. But I think, uh, just trying them in the first place or just having, you know, kind of remembering the reason I fell in love with doing what I do in the first place is just to make art and just to make things so just doing things and just you just keep doing it and then it's a snowball effect yeah yeah, yeah. output is like such a, a crucial thing for artists right like i've heard yeah. so many artists say that even like ones that have come on this show about just getting something out like recording something yeah. and then being able to like use that recording as like a like watermark of like okay 
where am I at now? Like, where am I going? Like, what yeah. stuff do I want to improve upon? I think that's a cool, a cool way of like thinking about art in general. Because I think Absolutely. people get in front of themselves, right? Like too much. Yeah. And restrict themselves from putting stuff out. I'm literally um, trying to turn my like. I've lately been trying to just turn my brain off, like anywhere I can, in any instance. Like, I don't want to think. Like, I want to. When I'm conceptualizing, I don't want to think about like. I don't want to think about the art itself too much. Mm. Um, the thing that I'll think about more is like, okay, like now that I've created all this stuff that's just been in my head, like, all right, when do we put it out? That's more of the things I'm, I'm trying to think about now. But in right. terms of like, um, just like what's allowed or what's safe or like what other people might think, I'm really trying to just turn my brain off. And because like, even, even though I've been somebody who's really made what I wanted to make for, for the longest it's um i still have that um that voice in the back of my head that always is always like but this or like but that yeah. and and then but not only that um it's the it's also just like habits i fall i fell into a lot of like art creating habits whether that's making a beat whether that's writing a certain way whether right. that's structuring my flows a certain way um when it came to videos, things like that. I like I was being open and free, but within my habits. And right. I want to get rid of the habits so that I could be even freer and just like literally just like forget everything that I know so I could like approach things again differently. Like from but, a fresh perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um I forgot what the original statement was, but yeah, (laughs) but I think, I think, I think I answered it though. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that's awesome. Like, uh, you, you were saying when you're like making beats, I was, uh, I was tuning into one of your recent, uh, Twitch videos. Oh, sick. Um, is that something that like is part of your creative process for albums or is that just something that you do just to like get thoughts out? Kind of what we were saying. The Twitch streams themselves. Yeah. Things like Um, that. So like I actually started when I started I was on Twitch maybe, like, a few years ago. I think, like, 29... Like, I got a PS4 um, because all my friends had PS4s. And um, because I'm an Xbox user prime, uh, mainly. And um, so I bought a PS4 so I could play games with them. And then um, it was easy to stream directly from the PS4. So that's ended up. That's how I started getting on Twitch. So I was only playing video games on Twitch for the longest. The music stuff only started coming later when I realized, like, oh, like people could like actually make beats on here and right. um, and do that. But I kind of like to have a very um, to answer your question. Yeah, it's like really just like a, it's more of a creative, just like another part of my mind that I want to just let loose, like just creative outlet stuff and mm. like even like something like video games is also a very important piece of like how I grew up and why I'm actually interested in a lot of the music I'm interested in and Mm. um, a lot of the art that I'm interested in the you know the aesthetic or like the you know the overall world of things like that I like now is because of video games too so um, even me having the Twitch channel me having like a gaming YouTube channel and just like doing that and like not really sharing it so much but just kind of doing it for me because it's something that I always wanted to do growing up Um, but these are just like just different things that I just like to make and things that I like to do and I don't like to have a structure with like how I treat the Twitch channel too so I'll start the Twitch channel playing like Yakuza and then I'll end up making a beat 
or yeah. I'll just like you know like or I'll watch something make beats or I'll just talk about songs one thing I like to do a lot is talk about a lot of old records that I have or if like people have questions about sessions like I'll pull them up and right. um kind of run through them I I, I it's a lot of fun and like what's great about it too is like it's not a lot of people watching it and so it feels it always feels like a very exclusive party so sometimes i'll leak like music <laughs> it's, yeah sometimes yeah. i'll just be like you guys want to hear something there's only five of you in here so like yeah <laughs> let's do this yeah, yeah so but yeah yeah that's cool that's cool yeah. do you think um you, you were saying that uh video games have like shaped a lot of the like kind of music that you make now do you have a uh like kind of a standout video game soundtrack that comes to mind that really like encapsulates that? Yeah, I think, so my go-to soundtrack is Bomberman Hero for N64. It's uh, done by, uh, it, I might mess the name up, but it's like Jun, Jun Chikuma and it's all like drum and bass. Like majority of it is drum and bass. And, um, but there's a lot of like, jazz and and, 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 mm. and soul chords in between certain elements and, so it's 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 real crazy. It's just like that's like that's like my standout overall OST that I think about um, when it comes like to games, films, TV included, everything. Yo, like, like that. that's like when I think about like a full soundtrack that like like what's your favorite OST? That's like where my mind drops first because it's wow. like the most rec- it's like one of the most recognizable for me. And then that one and like the Golden Eye. Uh, right. OST like of that course, one's of course. the 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 stabs the dun, 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 <laughs> yeah, like all the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was totally. a that's a big one but um things um I I've been like discovering oh, like OSTs from games I haven't played and one uh that I've come across recently that I love is um it's this game called Waterworld which is based on a movie mm. and it's just like to me it's what water sounds like because the soundtrack is very, very scary and horrifying, mm. but very beautiful and peaceful. Right. So you're right. conflicted the entire time. And it's like, it's become one of my favorite OSTs. Like the game is like not too great. So I never made an effort to try and play it. But um, yeah, that's a good one. And then um, I'm when I think about OSTs, I think more about companies rather than um, specific games. So for a more like uh i guess obvious uh company sega like the stuff sega was doing um with the with the with the jazz and the the jazz r&b like chords with like very hyper like right. there was funk elements High there tempo. was like yeah, yeah but there was like everything was going on and um i really love those soundtracks specifically their soundscape for the Dreamcast. So, right. like, when you turn the Dreamcast on and that sound that... Yeah. Not, no console. There hasn't been a single console I've turned on since hearing a Dreamcast that has made me feel like that. Like, when I turn yeah. it on... The closest is PS2. Right. But Dreamcast, for me, like, when you turn that on and the it's like, it's like these, like, these little synth bells with, like, a very airy reverb, but it's, like, kind of fuzzy but it's it's weird like they created something very interesting with that and then um neo geo so snk the uh, game company had a console called the neo geo it's a very long story i talk about it almost every time i bring it up so i'm gonna cut it very very short (laughs) but um it was a very expensive console 
that came out um in like early 90s maybe late 80s and it was like 500 dollars at release so if you think about the inflation how much that would right. be now it's crazy yeah totally and totally. it wasn't marketed towards the family like nintendo was they were marketing towards more adults so it seemed more right. of like a a niche exclusive kind of like club to have one of these consoles right but neo geo is responsible for making all the arcades so their whole um their whole premise was bringing arcade graphics to the home and that's right. why it was so expensive um that being said they made really excellent games that still found its way to other consoles at some point so like metal slug um king of fighters fatal fury um last blade um things like that so samurai showdown which is still um a game today that they uh, still kind of uh, work on but there's a lot more um but they kind of got out the console game because their console flopped it was too expensive right right but metal slug the soundtrack there's like it's crazy jazz stuff going on like intense but you're shooting a bunch of people so yeah. it's a side-scrolling shooter you're right. blowing stuff up people are, like soldiers like soldiers are going crazy planes are going but the music is just like it's crazy yeah. stuff going on so um but like yeah those like those companies like sega snk or neo geo back in the day in the 90s and um those stuff like a lot of the video game and like even sony of course and yeah Certain game soundtracks like NBA Street V2 soundtrack, the Death Jam totally. soundtrack, things like that. Like they've all played a part in kind of shaped my entire like vision on music and, and art and um, how they created they created an, an, an experience. Now, like I feel like yeah. video game soundtracks are a bit stale um, and there's not the same thing put into them. Like it, it feels a lot more about money than it does about like, yo, we, we got to create the best experience for this person. Right, so, right, 100%. Very like, long tangent, but well, no, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. A welcomed one, honestly. That was yeah. cool. Like, I think, like, uh, you're, you're absolutely right that I think something's been lost over, like, these years of uh, video games obviously becoming more, um, more of a thing than people's homes, not yeah. just, like, you know, only specific types of families have them or anything like that. Like, yeah. everyone has, like, a console now. Yeah, it's good. There's, like, I, there's, like, a, a few factors that are, like, we... I think we became obsessed with the wrong thing. Mm. Um, when graphics became more important than the actual game, that was the experience. That was yeah, a yeah. big. That was a big moment. And then, not only that, as much as I'm very happy about how like more people are accepting of games now, because when I was younger, like you were a slacker, you were this, you were right. that. Yeah. Like it was annoying. I'm like, bro, I just like to play video games. Like yeah. it, it's not kiddish, but. Um, when it started becoming really popular and started making money and then like Twitch yeah. got really popular, that's when like esports. Yeah. Like that's when yeah. it became like everybody, like I can't play an online game now casually because everybody is really, really so competitive. Good. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, so I can't even just like, there's certain games that I can't even just play like regular, like sometimes like I will, but um, the whole landscape and the whole outlook of what games were supposed to be, I, feel has changed and that's why um yeah that's why it's it like it is. it's like avatar for video games was like the graphics taken over yeah, I mean, it's like literally. everyone's like avatar is like an amazing movie and then it's like okay now we have marvel and shit like that that's yeah. like all like the same shit yeah um 
but like not not to hate on Marvel. Love yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pattern. It's the pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pattern. And then so we are where we are today. But I think that like people just need to, or like companies need to get back to just making what is fun. And I feel like they don't think they'll make a lot of money from it. And I and I see why. And they're probably right. But like yo, there's people that want like will pay good money. Like for like a like an NBA Street V two remastered. Totally, or like a, people like still a... talk about those games, man. Like people still talk about those soundtracks specifically, like Literally, V two, Tony Hawk, that sort Tony of. Tony Hawk like, Underground two, like these games like, are incredible. Yeah. Disney's Extreme Skate, like that's more of a, a low key one that I really liked, and yeah. <clears throat> there's just like a bunch of like things that were just really good that people like really want re like just different ver- like the Warriors. Totally. Like I still play these games to these to this day because they there was care. I could tell yeah. like and I think like and this is a bigger conversation than video games like I'm talking about video games but this I think trickles down into like everything that we're kind of intaking these days like whether that's music whether that's like art like a lot of stuff is just I don't know man like it, yeah. it it's about getting thought, it out fast yeah the yeah. thought behind it is not really there like you could tell when it's there like you could tell like yeah, yeah. like I was just talking with um my girl and we were talking about I was, I was talking about how like i could tell in movies now like i feel like i could tell when it was like a rough set like i could i could mm. feel like i could tell when there was tension on the set versus like when the set was very a lot more peaceful and then like you would read stories about like oh this person got fired and right. you know like i feel like for the most part like i'm not saying it's like every single time i'm hitting it on the mark but like for the most right. part i could be like you could kind of tell and that's kind of feel that's kind of what i feel about music and games and man people just don't they don't care like to put that same thought yeah for sure no i agree with that um but i think like if let's like apply that to some of your music too because i think Mm. there's obvious care obvious thought behind a lot of the stuff that you do full circle specifically so this Mm -hmm. most recent ep you put out i think in august i can't remember the yeah august august um it's like for me like i i remember listening to i think the first thing i listened to of yours uh, was a mixtape, which wow. would have been like 2015. 15. That sounds about right. Like 15. Yeah, 15. And I was doing this like radio show out of Regent Park here in Toronto. Jeez. And no one listened to my show, man. <laughs> no <one listened laughs> That's beautiful. That's so um, beautiful. I was like doing, I was doing a radio show for this community station there. And uh, I remember I like heard your mixtape that day I had the radio show and I was like, I'm going to put this on air. Like, this is fucking sick. And to see the evolution now on something like full circle, it's like kind of like night and day, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you feel that way or if you see that in your own growth, but like full circle, the four, the four tracks on that, I couldn't have even imagined like the kid who made like a mixtape. Yeah. Like, yo, so making something that sounds like that. I'm a like, okay. So I think that, so literally yesterday I, queued up a bunch of my tracks and i played one song from each of like my different eras and i was like yo like this is crazy to listen to it's like a crazy experience like just to hear um how my register has seemed to get higher on certain songs but i sound older and like there's just like different like nuances like that that i was picking up but i think that the step or like where i am today or like where i was with full circle and 
um, just kind of what I'm making now. And I think it was if you were somebody who's been around and has been paying attention to what I've been making, that where I'm at makes sense. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think it's like, this is the person that like I, I was telling people I was going to become. Like, this is right. the music I told people I was going to make, like, in little ways. Like, every project that I've dropped has like a like an r&b cut on it so like that's one thing that i never forgot about and 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 because i've always wanted to make r&b and there's certain ideas i wanted to try but the reason why it took me so long to even dive deeper or even more um unsafer um is because uh i had the skills to do it i had the tools to do it now like uh i just didn't have the skills i didn't have the the know-how i didn't have the play i didn't have the ear and I didn't right. have the confidence to really take the leap. So, um, yeah, like it's 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 really cool to see where I've kind of gotten to. But I think the biggest thing is just seeing like this makes sense, like this step makes sense. But at this point, like what people should also know is like not to expect anything from what I do. Like I'm just going to yeah. like you. I will interrupt my entire rollout for something else. Like I, like I don't care. Like I'll do absolutely anything. So, um, to have expectations for what the next project's gonna sound like, I would say doesn't really make sense. But right, because um, you called yeah. the EP a prequel, right? I called it a prequel. I did. And I did. It, is it a prequel for something that's gonna include those same songs that are on it, or is no. it like a, an entirely different project? Man. What can you divulge, man? man <laughs> Give it to me. It's it's these songs will not be on that project, but they are like a part of it in a way. And yeah. the way it's gonna play out, the way it's gonna is really it's really cool. It's really cool. nice. Yeah, I I like. I can't say too much because we're still we're still like working on it. We're still fleshing it out. But um, yeah. this is something I've thought about for for a while. And um, what I can say is, if people kind of what would you say as far back as people could go to 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 be in like to to understand this universe or like how long have I been teasing <laughs> this project? I was okay. I've been teasing this whole thing for a very, very long time. So if you go back to like maybe it's not how it sounds videos, mm. you'll see little elements. There's things that I've like put in, and there's certain images and stuff. There's it's a whole it's a whole thing. So like I'm. This is like your masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. So I basically like. With Full Circle, it was the first time I decided to fully dive deep into a, like, a person, like, a a character. Um, Still me, but still, like, a character, an outfit, like, something that you see and you recognize when you look at the fit, you look at the the hair, you look at the visual aesthetic, whatever it may be. So, yeah. I'm going to leave it there, but it's really... No, that sounds awesome. we We got something really cool planned, and I'm excited to share it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to hear it. That got me way too hyped for it. I thought it was going to be like, not prequel, like meant like, you know, the EP, and then we're going to release an album with some of the songs that were on the EP. But this sounds much more involved. So. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a stop there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Keep the keep the mystery alive a bit. But yeah, that's uh, that sounds awesome. So yeah. with full circle, yeah, you you've already mentioned it. You like a lot more of like an R and B sort of sound. Mm -hmm. But I think something that um, like uh, again, kind of going back to that first album that I ever heard from you, and even like uh, Quest for Milk and Honey, mm -hmm. like and you know some of like your earliest kind of long format type mm -hmm. albums, like you're like. Uh, I I don't I don't know if this is a great phrase or if, if uh, you're gonna like this phrase or not, but like you're like a rapper's rapper, where it's mm -hmm. like you're like very lyrical, like you okay. are yeah, yeah. like constructing full stories within the span of a song, but then those songs construct a bigger overarching story, mm -hmm. and like that's something that I think is like awesome personally. Like I, I love that, that sort you. of thing, um, but I think it's like. Uh, a dying breed a little bit. Like, I don't think we get that sort of uh, approach to albums as much as we yeah. used to. Um, is that something that uh, you concertedly like really try to do is like construct stories through the words that you're uh, putting in your lyrics or are you just kind of like, you know, stream of consciousness writing your lyrics out and they just happen as they happen? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, it's kind of a mix of both because, because I am who I am. Um, I don't like all the experiences are mine and they're all a part of my story. And so no matter what I, what I go into when I'm making a project, sometimes I won't even like, sometimes a project will start one way and then end up to be something else. And that's kind of what happened with like a lot of my projects. They are going to be this and they end up that. Um, right. But like I, so naturally, like I, I kind of try not to think about it. Like I'll just write, what I'm feeling at whatever moment it is and um it'll turn its way into you know sometimes it'll turn its way into a song sometimes it'll be one verse sometimes it'll be an idea <clears throat> but sometimes even when I construct my stories at least with the albums I don't <clears throat> I don't think about like this is the beginning of the album this mm. is how it's going to start and this is the end and this is the middle it kind of just falls together because I'm going through whatever I'm going through at the same time. And I usually write the products around the same time. Um, mm. With the next project, it's very sporadic. I've like been recording that since 2019. Um, so, and I finished it, what are we in 2022? I finished it last year, actually. So it's like, it's very sporadic with how I did that one. Mm. But um, the, the projects kind of just form themselves. And I don't have to think about it. And I don't want to think about it. I think that the stories kind of end up just being what they are. And, um, but what I want to do and something that I do think about is giving people an experience and whatever that may be, whether like with my projects up until this point, they've been very, um, I wanted to provide very cinematic experiences. So right. yeah, you can um, hear that for sure. Yeah, I wanted it to feel like a film, like like I like I want you to be able to lay in your bed and put on headphones, close your eyes, and listen to the whole thing, and just like just be like happy with that. Or you could also bump it on a trip or bump it here or whatever. Like like I just want it to feel like it's a a more accurate way of saying what I'm saying is I want it to feel like a, con a cohesive congruent piece of work and not right. just like a bunch of things thrown together because I need to put something together because somebody said so. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, albums are important to me and, I, and, and 
But what's more important to me is projects, I think. I think, like, actual projects, even if it's four songs, which is something I wouldn't have done back in the day. Me doing four songs is, like, a very big step and a very big leap in a weird way. Even though it's less music, it's, like, a format or a process I've never really done before. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's... I think experiences are very, very important. Or project experiences, whether it's two songs, three... 10 um just building the world around it is is kind of the important part to me yeah you said something earlier um where you were talking about like being an individual um in how you approach your art and just individual experiences <clears throat> how that uh how that kind of like helps shape the projects that you're working on there was an article I was reading the other day in prep for this interview, and uh, it was, I'm just getting the name of it now, but it was on Complex, and the um, article's, the article's uh, title was, There's No Excuse for Anyone Still Sleeping on Claremont II. <laughs> it was last year. Like, yeah. what? what's your thoughts on, on something like that, or even, like, the idea of being slept on? Um... I used to get very, very mad at it. Very mad. And, like, I'm like, yo, like, I'm actually good. Like, what's what's going on? What's the deal? Yeah. Um, but then I stopped thinking about it. Like, I got too, I got tired. Like, I'm older now. Like, I'm tired. Like, I, I just can't, <laughs> I can't keep thinking about, like, how people are sleeping on me. But I've been, there's been, like, I, I had this, like, epiphany that, like, everything, like, I kind of need is, like, around me. And it's, like, right there. Yeah. So, um, I've been less concerned with, like, being slept on because, like, I have things that I've done that are really cool and th that I'm proud of and um, things that are going to be coming out that I'm very proud of and <clears throat> things that are going to be, uh, I think, big deals. And I know that when it's my time to kind of be in a, a bigger light i will but like i'm not even like lately like i don't even know i've been more interested in going where i fit like where i fit like where i'm supposed to be rather than trying to make myself claremont the second the main artist like claremont the second mm. the rapper or the singer whatever it is i'm just trying to just go where i'm needed at this point because I've been producing things for people a lot more frequently now and that's been cool and um, I like the experience. I like kind of being like, I don't know, like a vibe facilitator, kind of just yeah. like setting the stage and in, 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 in being um, in the background and like, I guess like providing like a a base or like, a, sorry, a base or a, like a, a foundation for something. Yeah. Um, or even just like lending my ear or lending my eye. Like that, that stuff is really cool to me. I think I have like, cool little things like nuances that could like add a cool element to something or right. um and just like be happy with what's coming to me so if claremont the second the artist being a more famous or a bigger deal or whatever it may be if that's not what's coming to me right now then that's fine yeah it's not I it's not time for it yeah i think that you, you hit something really interesting there like you said where go where you fit um, I think like something that has been defining about your career is that you are, and the reason I brought up the individual thing before is that like, I think you're going against the current, especially in this city yeah. a lot of the time. 
like the sounds that generally come out of mm -hmm. uh, Toronto and like surrounding area, like there is some diversity for sure. Like you've worked with some of them, like, yeah. you know, Hoppy Almighty and, and some of the incredible artists that like continue to like kind of change the landscape of the city. Yeah. But there is also a huge glut that sounds very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't fit into that. One yeah. of the lyrics that you've, uh, you've had in the past, I think it's on Hallelujah. You said, don't call this my city, the six. Like that's, <laughs> don't, don't call it yeah don't call it the that's sense. Yeah, yeah. directly reference that yeah. right or like directly re references that idea mm -hmm. so like where does that fit in in your mentality now but like going against the grain and i think you sort of answered already like finding places where you fit but like does that continue to like motivate you in some sort of way yeah so like what's the thing about that is like um so when i say like even fitting in like i i i um I'm more so talking about being more of a puzzle piece rather than like just kind of assimilating mm. um, or like conforming um, because I still think that you should make very different things. Like, and as I said earlier, um, the habits that I've been breaking out of, I've been like very, very blessed to be around people that I find that are incredible artists and incredible musicians and incredible minds. Right. And um, old me would have been a hater and been like, yo, like why? I'm like, like uh, they're, they're too good. Like they're, they're, and like, and it would affect me. And like, it would like, it would, and I would, I don't know, like it'll push me. But, like, I don't really like what it kind of came from because I was, like, it was a little bit of jealousy. Mm. Now I'm, like, just extremely appreciative to be around all of it. And, like, just, like, stop. Because, like, yo, as I said earlier, Claremont II, the artist, is just not coming to me right now. I'm going to allow myself to be Claremont II, the fan. And mm. just being the fan and just being, a, like, regular and just being, like, like post it up just in the cut just chilling like just as a person like is so something that i forgot like because i've been making music for so long and trying right. to get to this certain stature and a certain status that like i just forgot that like i could have fun and kind of chill out but um that being said like um i forgot where i was in the ballpark of but <laughs> oh yeah making different things and going against the grain yeah like yeah. just um, I still think that, yeah, I've been around such amazing people and they are just being around them and seeing them work. Um, and some, these are people that I'm fans of, I consider amazing. And I'm like, how are you guys fans of me? Like, I, like you guys are, you guys could do things I cannot do. Right. Um, but just being around them has broken, um, my habits of how I even like approach just anything now. Just how I approach yeah. game, not game, sorry. How I approach music, how I approach uh, videos, how I approach art. Um, like, it's changed. Like, I, I'm a lot more free. I'm, like, trying to forget things that I used to do and, like, try to, like, actually try to do things that I think, like, that I would have thought before is too, I don't know, easy, maybe. Like, nothing is, like, easy. Like, it's, it's you have to know what to do you have to know what to do when to do it when something is too much when you need to lay something back and mm. um so i definitely think that 
I go I I think that like I I stick out you know especially like I'm trying to do things differently and um but I think things naturally just come that way of like doing things differently where it's like once you start unlearning certain habits you just naturally start doing things differently and I think yeah. that's where yeah, cool. I guess that's how I, I hope that it answers the question that I totally, totally. asked totally. properly. <laughs> what it, what it, honestly, it just, it really reminded me of an interview we did um, somewhat recently with Cadence Weapon. Uh, mm. And we were asking him, like, you know, like, do you intentionally try to be weird on your albums or something like that was like the question. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, uh, he was like, no, he's like, I just am. And like, that's yeah. how it is. Literally. And it's, it's kind of like a, another version of what you're you've just said there's been a lot of people or a lot of artists or a lot of things that i've seen where like i don't believe people and i think like if i don't believe you and i could feel that off rip like yeah i'm like it's hard for me to like listen like regardless of how good technically something is i have to believe you if i don't believe you like i don't know man (laughs) i don't know yeah yeah no for sure for sure um with uh so you were saying that you're blessed to be around a lot of really talented people yeah um your family obviously stands out as some of those people as well it Mm -hmm. came from like a very talented family your brother a musician as well he's on tour Um, right now i think it's their last show today oh beautiful Um, yeah though he's in this uh band called obgms and uh they've been on tour for the last little bit so uh congrats to them on that tour they they did it man it's been so long since they've been on a tour and um yeah proud of those guys yeah yeah and your brother he drums for the obgm yeah he's a drummer yeah yeah and he also makes his uh, own music and um because he he taught me how to like uh, produce as well as my dad like i used to produce with him and my dad when i was really really young Uh, my dad plays piano and sings like immaculately like if if that's a word is it a word immaculately is that a word okay so so he's amazing so um like i'm trying to get my vocals up to i don't think i'll ever be as good as a singer as my dad but like i'm 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 gonna try my best to get somewhere that i could do things um but yeah like just being you know just i just grew up around music my sister sings my sister both my sisters sing uh my older sister plays guitar um yeah it's like a musical family man yeah like, literally so literally. i know your your brother drums obviously uh the obgms are like a beloved canadian rock band right um which is awesome but i've heard that you're a drummer too <laughs> yeah why my aren't kid, you my in a kid, rock band man? my kids my, kid, my kids right here oh they, they say, <laughs> is it a digital kit no, 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 it's real, it's real. Oh, okay. Do you get a good look at it, maybe? What do we got? We got, um... So, I have, um... I have a mix of drums. Oh, beauty. Yeah, so, like, I have... Like, I like my cymbals pretty dry. Um, but, like, I have, uh... What's it called? This is, like, a 13-inch snare. Um, and then I have, like, a 14-inch snare right on this side right here that's a little bit deeper. And, you know, and then I have like different skins, like a bunch of like more drier tone skins because I just felt like it worked better for um, like what I was making. And that's what I uh, ended up using on like full circle and stuff. That's awesome. um, I'm I'm actually not in the OBGMs because I'm 10 years younger than everybody. (laughs) So like when the OBGM started, like I was too young to 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 just be anywhere like 
I'm 10 years younger than my brother, so yeah. um, I would have been in the band. I would actually, like, kind of rehearse with them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was too young. And then by time, I, I probably couldn't get in the band if I asked. <laughs> but uh, it's all good. It's all good. Well, but, the, you uh, yeah. got to, because your brother, he goes uh, by the rap name or the rap pseudonym, Cola H. Now. Cola H, yeah. He's been on a couple things with you on your yeah. records. Um, yeah. Are we going to be seeing a full-length Cola H or another collab coming in the future with Claremont? I don't know, man. I've been... Um... I don't know, man. I yo like, I haven't spoken to him in a little bit. Like, like we used to, we, we, like once he wasn't on tour, like we'd speak like a lot more frequently. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I don't even know what he's planning to do with like his project or his music. Um, but like I do want to do. I do want to do some. I have ideas. That's all I can yep. say. I have really like. When we I need t- like a, we need a Toronto clips. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> what we're waiting for, man. <laughs> yo, listen, listen, I. I have a lot of ideas. Yeah. I just have like my brain's been working, like it's just been going. So, but yeah, like we'll see. We'll see what he's doing. I'll ask him. We'll, yeah. yeah, I'll ask him. I'm excited. I know he uh, he just released a single this year, right? I can't remember what it's called. I think. Uh, wait, I do remember what it's called. It's called Uptick, I think. Uptick, yeah, Uptick, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I it kind of it showed up on my uh, on my feed, and I was like, wait, what? I was like, cool, age. How do I know that name? And it was yeah. uh, from your album. So yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I, I I think it's so cool though that you come from like a musical family because it mm-hmm. it's uh, I think it obviously has lent itself to a wealth of like genre splicing in your own music. Yeah, like 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 even when I think about like growing up in like a Christian household, like the there was a lot of gospel music. My dad would play this um one jazz record, this Pat Metheny album uh, called uh, St- still life talking i believe it's it's one of my favorite albums and i always and i always have to double check it yeah still life talking or still life and then in brackets talking um that uh that album he would play a lot so i, w- I would hear that um but like a lot of gospel like a ton of ton of gospel but then like for my siblings um r&b uh, uh hip-hop was later i would i was a lot more into r&b um that's what i heard more often like i remember like when i was like four five like my favorite like artists were like alicia keys and like destiny's child like who, I would say, whose wasn't man yeah <laughs> it was all the time it was them all the time so um but yeah like because yeah they kind of just being around here like opened my ear up to a lot of different different things yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, the perfect segue to go into what we have next, which is the spicy staple. Yeah. Spicy staple uh, for those who are listening for the first time, don't know what it is. It's an album of influence or an album that's important to you for whatever reason that we ask our guests to bring. Uh, it just gives us an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you and like what you value in music. And you brought a super interesting one. You brought yeah. Kirk Franklin and God's Property, and the album is self-titled God's, God's Property. Pro- yeah. Um, gospel album, like you were saying. Yeah. Gospel was in your family a lot. But like this gospel album, just to give some context, it uh, is won multiple NAACP awards. Mm-hmm. It has won multiple Grammy awards. It has won 
um, a bunch of Billboard and Soul Train awards. I didn't even know I had that video awards. I'm not like, it's crazy, man. I, I was looking know. it up because, like, hold on, because I know Stomp. I know the song Stomp, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I was like, I feel like this is probably gonna be that album, and of course it was and so i started looking into it right and i was like holy shit man this okay, album so, goes crazy yo like, this album is like when i think about the most 90s thing ever it's this, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. this and i love the 90s i love 90s r&b but when i think of 90s as a whole like right. every aspect it's on this project it's 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 really it's really flawless like i was like i was i was uh, running through it before we started this and i'm like Yo, this is a flawless album. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It, it really yeah. is. And like, so just one other kind of like accolade it holds, which is pretty crazy with like all things considered, I guess kind of now and like, you know, um, the obviously the uh, current situation surrounding Kanye West is not great, <laughs> but he released a gospel album not that long ago yeah. that was charting on Billboard. Still to this day, though, God's Property is the highest charting gospel album of all time. Is it really? It, including Kanye's release, including, you know, anything That's else beautiful. that would have been fucking huge. But yeah, so this album, like... That's I, be- I didn't know it was that yeah, good. I didn't know and either, man. It makes sense because the songs were that good. But like, um, yeah, I didn't know it was that that big. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've wow. obviously picked something that has That's a lot amazing. of history here. Why is it yeah. so important to you? Like, uh, talk it out a bit. Man, jeez. Ah, I'm going to go on a little tangent, just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, go for it. This album is very, like, it's my reference point for a lot of things. So um, at, on the most obvious level, when I think about my song Dream, when I was working on Dream, um, my A and B track was love by on this album and just like the way like uh the harmonies would work the way they mixed um the vocals the way they sang certain segments over each other um that was like a direct like not not a rip, but like, uh, like I use it as my reference point, like just like, and like gospel music as a whole has found its way into like a lot of my, a lot of my music. And, um, from like, it's, it's found its way into my, a lot of my beliefs, of course, too. Like I grew up in a Christian household. So like, uh, a lot of those beliefs, like for the most part still stand, um, I have a lot of questions about a lot of things, but that's a different conversation. But, um, but like yeah, those found its way into a lot of my um, influences. The art, like even how I perform, like gospel performers are the best performers to me. Like they gas tank. Not only what people have to remember too with these albums is some of these albums or a lot of these albums. I don't know how much they are these days because I don't. Listen to, but these gospel albums are live albums, so yeah. they're at concerts. These people and I've seen the concert footage. These people are not standing still and just like, because it's easier to control your, your your gas tank if you're standing still in one spot. These guys are jumping around and the vocals are not wavering. They're not shaking. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not. So I try to like, hey, like when you, especially when you go to church, you're playing in church like all the time. Sometimes like I'd play after church sometimes. Sometimes I'll play services. Sometimes I'll play one or two tr- tracks depending which church I'm at. Um, but 
you're playing you're playing music all the time so you're also getting like a workout um yeah. but yeah. like just the little things in that upbringing has found its way into my music and found its way into me as a person um and now i'm kind of like i guess bridging the gap of like what it's not to be a gospel artist but i'm not the i'm not the one bridging the gap like people have done it for sure but i would yeah. say like that's kind of just like what my stuff is it's like a cross between the two um because i didn't want to be a gospel artist because like i i I wouldn't be a good gospel artist. Like I have, <laughs> I have too much shit to say. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a yeah. lot of, but um, with the Kirk Franklin project, like this, when I think about my happiest memories, like um, this project comes to mind. Like uh, I have a particular uh, family amongst my cousins that um, they, like they would always have like the, there's a lot of girls in the family in that family. So they would have a lot of, uh, really like, they would know all the R and B records that were coming out, like, and they would have it like, but also their, their, their mom would have a lot of like, and, and them too would have a lot of the gospel records. And like right. that, like being around, like I was around them a, a lot. Um, when I was younger, um, cause one of the sisters is like just a year older than me. So we we're close in age. So we'd hang out a lot. And, um, just like my the best memories as a kid like these are the songs that were playing the songs from this project was playing i i i knew that this album was really important to me when i rediscovered it after like a very long time like i'm talking like like maybe like eight years type type thing but yeah, i yeah. knew the songs still totally yeah. that's what and, and like and like it's not like i was thinking about these songs it's just i wasn't thinking you know you go through your teens you start listening to other stuff you try to like figure it out but yeah um this album like still hovered around because kirk franklin has been a staple my whole life but right i knew some of the deep cuts just from like off of memory and i was like yo like okay like but the songs the writing and that's why i think kirk franklin stood out and was able to kind of be um a gospel artist like in the secular world um yeah and yeah. you know he was a good like he's somebody who's like bridged that gap um totally. to even working with like non-gospel artists and stuff like that so um but that album like the 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 songwriting the like love is beautiful um one of the song like when things get really hard for me, like one of the songs that I go to is "More Than I Can Bear." I think that's the name of it on that album. Um, just the lyrics, like um, basically talks about how uh, God wouldn't put more on me um, than I could bear, and that's like something that really sticks with me. And um, I try to, I try my best to remember that. So yeah. when things are getting difficult, like I try my best to. Um, but like man the harmony game insane like yeah, and it's it like it it's 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 not only gospel harmonies but it's like gospel harmonies and 90s harmonies but even though like 90s r&b harmonies come from gospel harmonies yeah, but like 100%. there's different there's things though there's like little you know and um so i think and like my mind from this um immediately goes to a bunch of different places so um obviously going to my my cousins um that would play a lot of Kirk Franklin and um, they would also play like a lot of uh, Aaliyah and like when I think about those harmonies too and like I've recently like been listening to um, Aaliyah's album is it is it just Aaliyah is it the one with uh, uh, Timbaland 
Yeah, like, you need a resolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah Timberland yeah. produced a few on that. I just been recently like rinsing through that, but like all of these things are connected. Like, and then even when I think about my influences, like my favorite artists. So I think about like people like Prince or George Clinton and Funkadelic and you know Parliament and um, D'Angelo. Um, yeah. They all. Even on the Kirk Franklin God's Property album, they sample Funkadelic. They sample yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. One Nation un- uh, Under a Groove. Like, like that's like, and then, so when I think about like, you know, like Funkadelic's here and then um, Prince is somebody who's like a big George Clinton friend. And um, then I think at one point Prince actually signs George, George Clinton in his career. And then D'Angelo, who's also like a product of just that, and then like um andre 2000 who's like a product of that and then yeah. like i feel like i'm someone who's just like like just everything that i love in music are all connected to the same like i like the same body like just the yeah. same a student network yeah and i just yeah. try to like i'm just a fan like i'm just a fan and like very appreciative that i get to like take this music in and um i don't know i guess do my part because i don't try to like i don't want to replicate what they've done but like i definitely take what they've done as like people and that the, what they've done as people has found its way into my art and how I approach There's art. There's like, like an energy that you can, that you can source yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I'll feel as bold as Prince and then other yeah. times I'll feel as secluded as Andre, but like, nonetheless, these are still people that I feel musically are in the same world and yeah. s- still have the same kind of like the voice. Like there's a voice yeah, and like they move a specific way. And I, f- I try to tap into that as much as I can, and um, yeah, they they've yeah, but they they all same like in D'Angelo, we haven't seen that guy in so long. Like, yeah, like man, where Black is Messiah, he? Black Messiah, and that was and that was it. And before that, it was Voodoo, which was like a <laughs> no, four, like twenty was a years, fourteen like, year period or something yeah, crazy no. like that. Like so, yeah. but like Prince is also somebody who was very like anti-industry you know what yeah. i mean and then george clinton somebody who got blackballed from the industry yeah but yeah. is like responsible for like a whole genre of music like like when i think about hip-hop like i think about what george clinton's done for hip-hop um i wouldn't say totally. he's responsible for all of it of course but like when i think about like some of like my favorite sampled records there's like probably a george clinton or probably a funkadelic record sampled in a thousand percent um, yeah so Kirk Franklin did the did the same thing and with this God's Property album, like and what they made, like it was just like all the elements of just like every genre that I love and um every feeling that I love and that's the thing. Like there's feeling more I think that's the thing that about this album. Like there's a even when I listen to like other Kirk Franklin albums, like there's like a sonic element on this project specifically and I feel like there's I feel like every artist or like a lot of artists have that one project that like you almost don't know if it existed. Like you're just like kind of like, yo, like they don't really talk about it, but they kind of <laughs> do. But like it sounds different, but like it's incredible. And there's like a cult kind of following behind it, but there's like not. But like you're not really sure. That's kind of what I feel. It's like a, it's like a dream. Like it, that's what this project is to me. And yeah. like if I were like if I were to compare it to like Sade for, for me Sade's Love Deluxe album is kind of like that where it's like it's just in a uh, a world of its own and you're like it's clearly like that's like her biggest album I think but it's just almost like yo this like kind of happened 
and it's like a very like there's like a subculture so yeah like, there's like a there was there was something that was in in the art like or just there's things that like till this day there's things that are in certain pieces of art that like they take you kind of like away from like this state and you're like yo something is different about this like yeah there's a there's an element and um yeah but that's that that to me is like i would say god's property um I didn't know what album to pick, but like this one, I, I feel like was a good. No, it's, uh, this is a great one. Like yeah. it's always tough because like you ask someone, <clears throat> you ask someone to bring um, a spicy staple, and it's like, all right, this could go a million different ways, right? Like someone mm-hmm. could show up with like you know a Beatles record, someone could show up with fucking you know like a Drake record, like yeah. the 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 variance. <laughs> you know I mean, it's like yeah. so wide. So to have something that's like really unique and like maybe it's not the first thing people think of when mm-hmm. they are thinking of like short lists of most influential, influential albums yeah. is like such a, a cool thing to bring. And I appreciate, and, uh, I, I got a tough question for you though. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. um, considered by many to be like the godfather of like contemporary gospel for sure. Okay. But he was in a versus battle against, oh, Fred, against Fred Hammond. Oh, I need you to tell me now if you're at if you're at a versus with Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond, are you picking Kirk Franklin? Is he coming out on top because of uh, God's property here, or is there uh, is there some I, sort of stake to the claim for th- Fred? So this actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Did you from watch what, it? That's what the internet says. No, okay, I didn't. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Fred Hammond and Kirk. Um. I might just have to let them uh, just be them, and uh, both they both win because yeah. they both have <laughs> yo yo they both have like like Kurt, like okay like because I I don't usually think that the most famous artist is necessarily like the best or like right. I don't really think anybody's like the best anymore. I'm kind of like yo whatever I'm feeling at whatever moment is whatever I'm into for sure. Um, but the catalog for both of these guys is deep. And um, I think the only reason that Kirk Franklin is bigger is because he kind of, um, well, not the only reason. There's probably more. There's definitely more. Like his, no, there's a lot more actually. Like his, Kirk Franklin's human, his writing is human. And and the, the writing of the songs were human and they felt more personal. And they felt like I could play Kirk Franklin's love song at, I could play that. And it could just seem like a love song with the choir, um, right. even though they say Jesus in it. But it's still like there's there's a way that it translates. I right. think Fred Hammond is more like, like it's it's a lot more. I would say gospel, even though he's still like, he's contemporary too. They had nah, he has some he has some bangers too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like when I like spirit of the spirit of David. Yeah, that was a that was a good project too. It was very nineties as well. Damn, I don't know. I would, so I haven't kept up with like. To me, like gospel music wasn't the same after a certain year, and I haven't kept up with like a lot of like new stuff. So like anything like twenty ten right. on, I'm not like super crazy. Well, about like the nineties was that golden era of like that Yo, contemporary gospel, right? The so. the the nineties gospel, but like even in the two thousands, the two thousands had some really crazy stuff like um, Ty Tribbett. Um, had some amazing like his projects were amazing. He actually 
Ty Tribbett is another person who's connected to the same thing. Uh, his album, um, Life, was actually mixed by Russell Elvado, who's D'Angelo's mixing engineer. That's crazy, yeah. And I think James Poyser was a producer on Ty Tribbett's album. So, like, so that album sounds very R&B. It's gospel, but, like, it's another, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think from, like, 90s up... But, like, even before that, there was still amazing gospel records, like, old, like, hymns, and then even the stuff that was not hymns. There's like, a lot of great stuff from the 80s, too, but, like... Yeah, like, Mavis Staples and, like, that era shit. There's yeah. a lot. Totally, um, totally. But, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know who wins between the two, just because I would <laughs> yeah. have to actually, like... I would either have to watch it, but the only thing is, I would not trust them putting together their set for me so i would right, have right, to right. listen to i would have to go through their catalogs myself you're self like curated a, yeah, yeah and put like a top 10 and then like a top 10 but i think personally i think that kirk franklin to me has more important songs like i, I think if i'm He's got the slight edge eh? yeah I, you know what i can't even i don't know if it's slight i think his the catalog like of hits are like fat but like they're not just hits they're like really good songs and then even the deep cuts are also really good songs yeah, yeah um i have to go through more fred hammond deep cuts i think but they they're both amazing man like i've i it's so hard for me to compare things now too and do things like verses because like i've been on this uh thing where like i'm just enjoying things for what they are in their own world yeah. so it's been hard for me lately to kind of like compare artist to artist because i don't feel that way anymore i used to a lot but yeah now I'm like, yo, like, today I want to listen to Kendrick, but tomorrow I want to listen to Sade, but then the day after that I want to listen to Glorilla, and then the day after that I want to listen to Hit Kid and Aliza, and like, and then the day after that I want to listen to Aaliyah. Like, it's, but like, I can't compare them anymore, like, because they're yeah. just all in their own the only thing experience yeah like the only thing i can do is just be like yo this is a project that's like i guess most influential to me or most important to me just because of you know where i was where my ear is and um but like in terms of like choosing a winner between that two man they're just both legends (laughs) yeah so it's so hard it's so hard did you did you see who won like has what's no have you seen a consensus at all so truthfully truthfully i saw i was looking uh, at God's property album on like Apple music or whatever. Yeah. And one of the suggested albums was like the verses. Cause you know how verses like they put out those albums once there's like a verse or whatever that has all the tracks that were on it. And it's like a, oh. it's like a playlist sort of thing where it goes through what they were listening to. So I don't, I didn't even I know haven't they did seen that. the videos or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea who won. I would imagine Kirk Franklin just cause the yeah. man's like, he's so famous, man. Like he's, he's way got so too many big. hits. Yeah. He's but I have big. no idea. I have no but- idea, honestly. But That's I think like crazy the verses like mentality though you're absolutely right like I think like that is uh it's so fun to like partake in to like yeah. be like a like person to watch but it's so hard to like be a person actively in it <laughs> especially yeah. if the artists are like comparatively like very yeah. close um which in this I, case they are so I'm tell- like I think it, with me in verses too like I think the um I actually like so I'm like I'm not like because I'm like enjoying things for what they are. Doesn't mean I'm completely like. I just don't like. I, I wouldn't use the word judge, but like I still have thoughts about certain things. So like sure. I've been watching certain verses and I've been like, man, you shouldn't have played that song. Like, 
if you played this like at this time, like this is how this would have worked for you, and this is probably right. how you could have took taken the edge. Like, you know what? I watched the verses. I think it was Nelly versus Ludacris, and I was mad at Luda, even though I think Luda won. Um, across the board, I think like the the general consensus was that Luda won, but I was mad that Luda didn't play Baby. Now I know Baby. Uh, with Justin Bieber is like the most hated track ever. Like it was like the most disliked YouTube video. Like people don't like the song, but in the context of a battle, it would have been sick to be like, I have a Justin Bieber feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy's a like, and like that would have been really funny and really cool to do. But like, yeah. I know like, I don't know what people don't do like stuff like that. But that would have been really sick. Because people's like egos are on the line, you know what yeah, I mean? Like they're not yeah. trying to, <laughs> they're not trying to like uh, I don't know. They they still want to like. I think the thing about versus is like it's usually people who are past their prime or like yeah have yeah. like already had their catalog kind of in the back mm-hmm. uh, in the back mirror and now they're like on to other things like yeah. acting or whatever they're doing. It's changed now too, like the way they do versus. Like I, I feel like it's more of a performance now than it is like uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, like I saw the so. like the Bow Wow one, and I was like, "What even is this? Like, this is crazy! Like, they're <laughs> rapping like to people and shit." And I was yeah, like, yeah, it's what is going on, man? It's very different. Yeah, but uh, no, I think uh, a, a Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond versus would uh, would go pretty crazy. So yeah, I'm I'll trying have to, to find to the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I gotta say, man, it was honestly a pleasure to get to chat with you, and uh, you're like such a, I think, like shining light in Toronto specifically and the music Thank scene you. here. Um, because I think a lot of people have their opinions of Toronto's music scene and have their opinions <laughs> yeah. of what it is. Um, but like, I, I implore anybody who uh, hasn't listened to your stuff yet to check it out because uh, you Thank are you. definitely someone who uh, is carving out a completely different um, way to think about Toronto art. So I think that's really Thank cool. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate um, that a lot. I appreciate you having me and, and asking me to do this. It means a lot to me. Yeah, man, of course. So we'll have to have you back sometime. Uh, hopefully Absolutely. when that Magnum Opus drops, man, you've got me stoked for this. So I can't wait. <laughs> Yo, till I'm it so comes mad out, that I amped it up this much. Oh, man. <laughs> no, oh, man, it's man. good. It's good. At literally every full length <laughs> album that you've dropped, like I may, probably just because I'm a huge fan, too. But like there's like no skips on any of these albums, man. So you Thank have nothing you, to worry about. Like you're going to it's going to be awesome. And if full circle is any sort of indication of uh of the type of like thought process that you're putting into yeah. the album. It's going to be awesome, dude. So thank uh, you. Yeah. I've just really been stoked. like letting myself go and like, and like, um, even with this next project, like before I get out of here, like just like, as I said, like I was working on it for a very, very long time. Like the first version of the project was actually completed in 2019. And then, um, I wanted to kind of build some hype before that. Cause I want people to hear it. Yeah. And that's how it's not how it sounds came about. It was it's not how it sounds was actually supposed to be like five tracks and yeah. like a short project and then this was supposed to come and then like things happen. I kinda wanted to make it's not how it sounds a bigger deal. So I'm like, let's add some more songs, let's flesh it out, let's build the thing, let's do the thing and um but then the whole COVID stuff and all of that. So yeah. and then so the rollouts kinda got like freaked and that's when i dropped it's not how it sounds but this project like i feel like i've been working on for so long and like there's other things i want to get to and there's other things i want to show people but it's like i'm just trying to be like you know what like this music is good it's timeless and like i worked on it recently too to like complete it like figure out different things and i've been working on it for a long time and now i'm just ready to just like let it fly so like now i'm ready to just like 
it's 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 about that time and i'm like getting very excited again about making art and i'm very very happy to just yeah. like be here and like very happy that you asked me to do this like and like I'm, I, I don't take it for granted so i appreciate you man hey we don't take it for granted either man like honestly <laughs> it's it's awesome to have you on so uh yeah it's been a blast i'll give you the floor where can people find you and do you have anything to plug that uh that you want to get people's attention on yeah um i'm claremont the second that is ct second on everything so instagram twitter um ct s-e-c-o-n-d um I don't use TikTok. I only have a TikTok just to get the at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I posted one clip from my music video, but I do not use TikTok. Um, so don't expect anything from from there. Like <laughs> but like Instagram, Twitter, um, grainpower.com, G-R-A-I-N-P-W-R-D.com. That is the hub for everything uh, grain. Um, so I'm hosted on there. I'm the only person on there right now. I'm the only grain artist. I'm the only, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's where grain power it is. Um, man, I might have something coming up, but as of right now, I don't know when this is gonna drop. But like, happy New Year <laughs> or like yeah, Merry yeah, Christmas, yeah. whatever you, uh, happy holidays or whatever. I think I'm, I think I'm big chilling for the rest of the year. Um, so, but like, I'll have some stuff to talk about and, and show soon i just gotta figure out a couple things and then once they start going they're gonna start going so um but more than anything just like i appreciate everybody and like i appreciate everybody watching and um i thank people for being interested in what i'm doing yeah, and, yeah awesome appreciate awesome. it well thanks so much man we'll uh, catch you next time and yeah thanks for joining the show claremont the second Go check out Full Circle EP now and uh, more music on the way soon. That's the promise anyway. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's, it's coming, coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, but no, we'll look for that in the new year. So uh, thanks again, man. Thank you.